Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Romance at a Glance. I'm your host, Bridget, and with me is my co-host, Shani. Hi, Shani. Hi, Bridget. How are you doing, girl? I am doing great. We are deep in the World Cup over here at my house, and it has been an exhaustingly exciting few weeks of uh, soccer all day, every day. Yeah, you don't even understand Bridget's level of commitment to soccer, because every time I talk to her, she's watching a game. And I don't know how she manages this, but we hold the conversation and, and in between like every third sentence, she's like, what the fuck are you doing? Get on the floor. Okay, Shani. Uh, so like, what? <laughs> what a terrible pass. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, it's so funny. My husband was like, you love soccer so much. Why don't you watch it all year round? But there's something about the World Cup being in such a contained timeline. And the fact that because of that, and because everyone's not able to play with like their club team who they play with all year round, and maybe some club teams have more money to spend on salaries, or they just have the best pick of the world players. Like people are playing for their country. So like you might have like the best player in the world, but then you might not have everyone else and you have to like work with what you have um and there's like so many upsets like today i was just watching croatia and brazil and croatia upset brazil and brazil was favored to win the entire world cup and got knocked out in the quarterfinals and it was just like it was a massive game it was massive um and argentina almost just got upset by the netherlands but they won in penalty kicks and it's just been a very intense day for me and I'm like feeling a lot of emotions, I'm feeling a lot of heightened emotions. I'm very warm under the collar. I had to take my sweatshirt off to record. And sure uh, but now I'm ready to talk now I'm ready to talk romance. It's so funny because because I've been watching so much soccer, like at the end of the night I'm kind of like drained off of watching TV. Whereas like normally I'd be like occasionally like let me throw on a movie or let me throw on whatever. I've been like, you know what? I'm just gonna read a book tonight. <laughs> Because I can't, I can't, can't watch any more, more of my TV today. Uh, and I, for one, uh, am excited to hear what you have to say about A Lady of Rook's Grave Manor by Catherine Moon, our book that we are reading today. This is a reverse harem. And I'm very intrigued to see what you think, because I feel like I know what you're going to say. Um, I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that I think you thought it was really hot, but a three star. That's what I'm going to say. I don't want you to tell me till the end. I want to see if it's right at the end. That's what I think. Though. Okay. But I'm very intrigued to see what you said. Um, okay. And like who your favorite of her paramours is and like what parts of the story you wish things happened that didn't and, and et cetera, et cetera. Um, I also want to say, you guys, Shani just designed this adorable journal that has this cute little chibi on the front. And so if you guys are looking for any presents for yourself for the holidays or presents for others, make sure you head to our website, romanceataglance.com, and we'll have a link there. And also, you can just hit the link in the description of whatever app you're on or on our website, and we'll make sure that we have that there for you. It's adorable. We also have our coloring book and stickers. If you guys are looking for some bookish swag uh, to support the podcast and also to send to your friends friends and family and yourself please look it up first of all this book let me tell you well let you know let's just get into it i think we should just let's just jump into this book <laughs> let's get it popping romance at a glance uh-huh. romance at a glance what you say now? romance at a glance go ahead girl. 
We are talking Lady of Rooksgrave Manor by Catherine Moon. This is a paranormal romance. It does end in an H-E-A, although it is part of a series. Um, so there's more to come from them. It is a reverse harem. She's got a lot of dudes. There's vampires. There's monsters. There's a stone dude made out of marble. <laughs> there's a guy who's invisible because he's cursed. There's a sphinx from ancient Egypt. There's a lot of things that she's a lot of D that's going all up in this lady. Um, oh, yeah. I Let's just, just start quickly. Not quickly, but let's start first with the... Uh, Audiobook is the word I was looking for, Shawnee. How was the audiobook? All right, Bridget. Okay. So the audiobook, um, I think, was super solid. I wasn't really noticing the narrator at all, and so that's fantastic. Uh, her name is Isabella Clark. Did a great job. I recommend it. I do not recommend it on, like, 3X speed. Or, like... Shawnee, <laughs> <laughs> no one but you listens to 3X speed. That's not true. That's it's not true. <laughs> Sometimes when I listen to it on, like, one... I'm like, oh my God, this is going to murder me to try to listen to it this slow. Let me tell you. But I do recommend about a 1.5. A 1.5 was solid for this narrator. <laughs> I mean, I I obviously don't listen to very many audiobooks as we've talked about before, but I listen at like somewhere between 1.5 and 2, I would say, depending on the narrator. I tried one time to listen at 3 just to see. It's like a chipmunk. Losing your position with no respect to on. like, I was like, I don't know how you get into any sexiness feelings when it's like a chipmunk reading your book it's so fast. I think I'm so used to it. The thing about it is because, like, my partner says the same thing. He's like, How do you even? And I realized that a lot of times I do it incrementally. So I'll be, I'll be like at two and I'm like, ah, This is too slow. So I do it 2.1. And then over time, I work my way up to three. So I generally don't like start at three. So my ears are trained right. to hear it faster and faster as I go. It's not sure. like I, I can't just yeah. jump into three. That's actually pretty okay. difficult. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, that that's maybe a little better. All right. Well, let me tell you a little quick synopsis of this book. So Esther is a maid in a hoity-toity house back in sort of the olden, uh, what would you say, like uh, Elizabethan? No. What, what time period are you in, Johnny? Yeah. Well, because they have electricity. So it can't be like too far back too early. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, so she is a maid and the lady of the house is having visits from a doctor who's basically a doctor who's bringing a vibrator to like get this lady off to cure her hysteria. <laughs> and she's getting all turned on by it. He catches her doing it, uh, like masturbating to the sounds coming from the room. His name is Dr. Underwood. And he is basically Dr. Jekyll and Hyde. And uh, when that house has to like fire all the staff and sell everything because they lost all their money in a bad venture, she thinks, oh no, I'll probably get a ne never get another position. And then Dr. Underwood is like, I know a house where you could go, which is Rooksgrave Manor, basically where she'll be a kept prostitute um, for monsters is essentially, um, a it's like a brothel for monsters, but high class mm -hmm. monsters, not, yep. not poor monsters. So she <laughs> goes there and meets the lady who owns it and who's like paying her a good wage. And she's a very lusty lady. And so she's like, you know what? And she goes before she goes there and has sex with Dr. Underwood and his alter ego. And she's down to clown with both of them. And so she's fine with it. And then we slowly meet the other people. So the witch who runs it, um, like basically uses her magic to pair the correct monster with the correct human woman. And so she like brings the ones who she thinks she'll pair with 
uh, to the manor. So one thing I thought was, I'm just going to tell you this up front, <clears throat> that of all the dudes, um, my favorite, I think you'll yeah. be able to guess, is who's I, my favorite? I don't know who your favorite is. I, I, I honestly don't. The, guess. The, the vampire? <laughs> no. Who's my favorite, Johnny? Listen. I'm going to be offended if if you say some stupid shit again, I'm going to be offended. Who's my favorite? I, I honestly don't know. because Okay, all right. I think it has to be <laughs> the, invi- the Invisible Dude. It's the Invisible Dude. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Obviously, okay. That's, that's the only one I was uh, like, that's the only one I could see me. Followed closely by the Marble Dude, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> followed by the Vampire. And then Dr. Jekyll and Hyde, the Sphinx is in the last place. I actually thought for the first like third of the book or maybe even half that the Sphinx was going to end up not being one of her partners. And that was going to be part of the book um, that she was going to like be paired up with these different people. But then he was going to be like the miss because he's like too possessive and he wants to like own her and, and sort of, um, have her all to himself where she likes the fact that she gets to like fuck all these other dudes. Um, and I feel like the vampire and Dr. Underwood, I feel like they really, especially the vampire, I feel like he really understands her and yeah. he like brings her to this like voyeuristic show, which was super hot and then brings her on stage so she could be part of it. Cause he knows that will turn her on. Like that whole scene was great. Um, I feel like Dr. Underwood and his alter ego, I feel like they, as a duo together work really well with her. I feel like Azra's the one that she's like in love with the most. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like, um, cause I feel like the vampire is almost like she's in love with him and in lust with him, but she's almost like they're like best friend soulmates almost. Or like, like she looks to like him for flames. like comfort. Yeah. She looks for him for comfort, but Ezra like pushes her and makes her laugh. And like, he's like, Ooh, one day I'm going to sneak up on you and just fuck you senseless when you don't know it's me. And I was like, yes. And she's like, I'm bored with that. You know what I'm saying? And then I also of course love her. Um, the, the witch has created these marble ghouls. I think, are they ghouls? I think so. I think so. Yeah. And she has created them. And then because Esther is like interested in him and talks to him, he sort of like, starts to have curiosity about life and grow and his mind grows and his tether to the witch phrase because he's starting to tether himself to her. Um, and I think their relationship is so interesting because like he grows a lot throughout the book, which I think is interesting. And the way he like fits in with the vampire and Ezra like works really well. And I feel like the Sphinx is so jarringly like not a part for me (laughs) of the other people that like even when they had sex and he like denied her orgasms for a long time and like edged her and then gave her like so many that was also just like not that fun for her you know <laughs> like it was but it was like she was like okay yeah like well that's cool but I still want all of them and he was like after all that you still want other people whereas like the rest the vampire and everyone else was immediately like yeah of course you need more than just me like that's fine yeah what do you I- think I mean, honestly, I agree with everything you just said in general, uh, especially when Thank it came. <laughs> well, this podcast is over. Shani agreed with me. <laughs> We're done here. <laughs> My work is done. Thank you. Especially, especially when it did come to the Sphinx, that I was like, I honestly was unsure if the if that if the Sphinx was going to be at the end of the book per se with the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I will say that when I was thinking about like, oh, who your favorite is, because I thought about it when I was reading it earlier. So, yeah. so when you asked me, I was like, God damn it, because I, I had it solidified <laughs> in my mind who it was going to be. <laughs> but then in yeah. my head, I was like, it's got to be the invisible. There's just an element to the invisible dude. <laughs> I fucking love it. It's got to be the miserable dude. <laughs> also, he's the most fun and the most like dirty talking. Yeah, I generally like that. Uh, so- I, I'm gonna see who do I think is your favorite. Let me think about it. I don't think it's the Sphinx because you don't like people who don't listen, and he does not listen to her uh, a bunch of times. You're um, I I don't think it's the vampire. Although I think you liked the vampire, but I don't think it's. I think it's Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde. <laughs> no. No, is, is it the is vampire? That was the invisible. It's invisible. <laughs> yeah. I was just trying to choose someone different for you. I, just yeah. wanted, I wanted to start out. But, but I will say the vampire was a close second. The vampire was a okay. close second. Yeah. I was. I don't. I don't think I've been reading any vampire books for a long time. Like I thought about it. And I was yeah. Like, I don't think so. Like I was bat down for the biting and sucking again. I was yes. Like, and I feel like she did a good job. So sometimes I feel like in romance novels, the vampire bites the neck, obviously, and or like the top of the boob, or maybe yeah. like around the nipple or something. He was getting getting all bitey, just all up in it. He was biting the thighs. He was biting her leg behind her her butt, like her belly. He was biting the nips. He was biting the neck. Like he. Was biting her clit like he was just he was just biting her lip like Yo. he was he was trying to get a little sip sip everywhere he was and i was for it. <laughs> <laughs> he was nibbles mcgee man let me tell you yeah i always love when they don't when like like biting neck is classic but i always love when they like bite the inner thigh like it's oh my that, god stop, it, that, it's stop. just the spot it's like the oof. it is you know, yeah. and I don't know why. Sure. Like that's the, the funny thing is, like I don't know why. Just can you can imagine like the blood, like when you have an orgasm, you feel the like pounding of your blood in that region. So yeah. imagining them like pulling that feeling of pulling right next to your like all the yeah. nerves in your clit and everything. No, stop. Uh, it's too much. So, it's it's so good. Love it. It's More. so good. And so, you know, I, so <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> no, but no, I was just gonna say, like in general. First of all, I like that this book started off with a bang like yeah. like you knew what you were getting from like the first page of this book yeah. you know uh there was part way through where like my partner was like you know like whoa what are you reading now and I was like well I know this is like a you know a romance novel but this is what I would categorize as erotica like um in general like this I book so. I would put in the erotica section not necessarily the like romance section mostly because of like the level the amount of sex that's in the book versus the amount of mm-hmm. plot that's in the book <laughs> you know i think that's what it is it's like a plot it's like a plot to sex ratio <laughs> or whatnot um i love a reverse harem and i know that people are calling it something different now and i don't remember what it was but um i always know i'm behind the time shawnee that like i remember we did we interviewed somebody and they were asking us about oh i think i did the interview without you that that time um they were saying how like on tiktok there's a whole thing about not calling it reverse harem anymore because it centers the man can like you know assuming like a harem is inherently oh. a, a masculine thing or whatever so they came oh. up with a new word for it but i don't know what the word is why choose? is it why choose oh maybe it's a why choose maybe that's what it is like you can have more than one partner why choose them yeah that might i think that sounds about right this is like months ago that i talked about this so i, I mean yeah i i i feel like in general and just like not that attached to the names of things so i can understand why people would be like why are we calling it a reverse harem instead of calling it something else and making up our own term um and also i just don't care that much so i would read it even if it said reverse harem that's, obviously well I, my thing um, is like so 
so I'm all for changing terminology uh, of things. And like, there's a lot of aspects in my life where I'm like, yeah, we need to really change that. Um, mm-hmm. But when I, when I want to pick up a book and I need it to be a reverse harem, like, I want to know what the term is. Like, I don't want, like, you know what I mean? I don't want to go to the thing. Uh, no, ambigu- no ambiguity. <laughs> yeah, no ambiguity. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to pick up the wrong shit. I didn't come here for that. Yeah. Shit, you know what I mean? I didn't uh, come here for that other crap. I want this crap. <laughs> I want reverse hair on multiple dicks. Crap. So here's the thing I was upset about, Shawnee. So she's like taken to this place. Okay. So she gets her first caller. uh, Who's the, was the vampire her first caller? I think so. Right. Yeah, I think so. So she has, she goes and like they, it's so sweet because he like cooked her dinner and then he feeds her every piece because it's like stuff that will make her blood taste sweeter, which I was like, oh, that's erotic as fuck. I'm into that. And then of course he feasts on her and they have sex. And I thought it was hilarious because she's like, yeah, this is wonderful. But also like, I didn't need the buildup. Like I would have fucked you right then. And I was like, that's right, girl. You tell him, tell him how it is. Um, but then later, so like the scene, so later, skip forward later in the book, she's already met all the guys. She's already sort of forming attachments with them in different ways. They're sort of like forming some sort of friendships or some sort of like sharing situations. Um, a couple of times they were like, oh, especially the Sphinx, like, oh, I don't know if I want to share. And you're like, that's the whole point of this Rooksgrave Manor. That's the whole point is that you share. So like, yeah. why are you up in your feelings now? You knew that when you paid money to become a member here. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But then later, I didn't like that once they all became her like paramours, um, that then she didn't get to fuck anyone else. So like yeah. later in the book, there, they go to like the, I don't know, the lounge area where everyone's hanging out after dinner. And basically everyone's in like m- some state of like making out undressed, whatever. And she and her fellas are on the couch. And I, I did like those scenes because one guy kind of directed the other ones as to what to do, which I was like, yes, yeah, chef's kiss. Like, tell him, <laughs> tell him how to bang her right. Like, I'm into that. But then there was this one guy who had, like, tusks. Um, and the girl who was with him was kind of, like, just doing um, – giving him head but like sort of perfunctorily and she knew that she wasn't happy there and she she was like looking down on all the monsters and looking down on all the girls who enjoyed sex with them and so she's later she's like riding one of them and she's like looking at him and she basically says in her like inner monologue that she wants to show all the monsters in the room that she does enjoy it and that they are like worthy of adoration and love and blah 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 but like I wanted her to go fuck that other dude. She talked yeah. about his horns and what she could do with them. And I was like, I wanted her to invite him into it and say, yeah. like, hey, you come here. You you join with me. Not forever, just for this moment. Yeah. And then he's not part of the paramours, but he is like one of her like sexual partners for a moment. What are your thoughts? So hundred percent agree. One of my biggest, hugest gripes, like and, and I say this loosely because, I mean, the author did give us a lot of sex um, <laughs> and a lot of yeah. varied sex. But yeah. when I, in a book where it's about a fucking monster fucking brothel, right. I don't think, I don't think the boundaries were pushed as far as they could have been pushed. Like, I agree. there were so many moments where I was like, but, but we're not going to do anything with it. Like, this person has this skill and they're this and whatever, and we're not going to do right. anything with that, you yeah. know? And maybe yeah. theoretically, she's like, I got to say something for book two. <laughs> I'm running out of shit, right. but I don't know. But, like, I just thought that, like, yeah. there was so much more that we could have gotten sexually and variety and from different characters 
in this book. And I was slightly disappointed that it just wasn't pushed. That boundary like wasn't pushed more. I agree, especially since she's a very lusty character. Like the beginning, her internal monologue is talking about how like she's been thrown out of multiple houses for having sex inappropriately with other <laughs> workers or with like the sons of the house or whatever. And that she just can't help herself when she sees a hot dude on the street. She just like wants to have sex with him. And she comes to the monster thing and she's like totally down to clown. And when she hears about it, she's like, oh, that guy has a forked ton. And she's like intrigued. And they're like, uh-oh, like she's going to go... And I'm like, yeah, she should go over there because she's a prostitute <laughs> like, and she should be able to fuck whoever she wants to for money. Just because you're her, like the one she chooses to be a boyfriend with doesn't mean that she shouldn't also be exploring these other people. Also and to the point of her, like showing that monsters deserve love. I don't think it should be restrained to only the ones who she has chosen to be her boyfriends. Like I feel like she's sexually free enough that she wants to fuck other people too. Um, and I, for me, that was like a little, like the, I don't know, maybe they would have considered it cheating, even though they weren't dating or something, but I really was disappointed, like in that again, so much sex, but I really wanted, especially, I feel like the Sphinx should not have been her partner. And I feel like she really should have had like the main four and then other people who were like one night only sort of people yeah and i also wanted more invitation like so i wanted her partners to to lend her out essentially or yes. like invite yes. it. like that yes. would have been so i wanted i wanted one oh, where, huh. they, where they were it was like like a what do you call it like cuckold type of type yes. of stuff i wanted more like like mm-hmm. and the thing is it's like it's funny because when i say this i'm like you're spoiled johnny but <laughs> but like <laughs> but like in a book like this where you can push every boundary because from the jump, she's yeah. like, the author is like, look, don't come in here looking for vanilla. Yeah. Don't come in here looking for any, sure. like for regular. So I'm not looking for regular, but part of me, what I found in the book was kind of regular. And I was expecting it a lot to be a lot more irregular, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like, but I'm intrigued to read more from this author. However, the, I'm kind of like on a little bit different note. I had to rewind this book so many times. And that tells me that there is a huge disconnect in the story. Like after, for, yeah. I remember when we first started doing this podcast, I, every time I would have to rewind a lot, I was like, oh, maybe I'm just spacing out. Maybe my, like my ADD is just kicking in hardcore, you know, whatever. But I find that when I am disconnected from the story, so the author has not held me within like the plot and what's going on and had me intrigued, but the story's moving too slow. That's when, I space cadet out. I'm, I become disinterested. And so there were many moments in this book where I became disinterested. It was moving very slowly for me. Also yeah. things, things were happening where I was like, wait, wait, are we trying to, are we trying to force like a situation here? Like a hostage right. situation? Are we trying, like, those didn't feel, I, I felt like this book could have existed without this whole, like uh, other person trying to like um, kill her, steal her, be after her. It could have just been about yeah, it could have just been about the relationship with them because that all that felt like an afterthought. Like yeah. somebody somebody was like, you can't just have a book where like nothing happens. And then the author was like, okay, I'll put this other bullshit in here. <laughs> like, like that, that's kind of how <laughs> like, I felt. 
I agree. I think he was a terrible villain for me um, because you never really get to be with him in real time. He's like using surrogates. He almost feels like Voldemort, except for like not scary enough and not, they didn't really like set in that fear ahead of time. Mm-hmm. And also there was like no real fear because the Sphinx is like, oh, he won't come up against me. And I was like, well, guess we don't have to worry about him. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> guess he's not a problem anymore. Um I feel like the book for me would have been better if it was just about her ability to, or her sort of natural inclination towards lustiness and her ability to accept and love monsters versus like the close minded other girl who is anti monster and anti her being lusty. And it could have just been, Oh, that girl goes to the village. The guy comes in like, Oh, is she, like he doing something bad? The, the manor burns down. Like all that stuff could have happened, but been more about like her again, like her loving monsters and her being open-minded and giving them value yeah. and sensuality versus this other one who is, um, you know, using them for money and just like close minded and, and thinks what she's doing is vile. Like I would have been perfectly happy with that book. Uh, yeah. I think the, that's there a, wasn't enough a... time spent on the world building of, of giving me a reason to fear the other person. And I thought his reasons for going after her didn't make sense and, nope. and were really weak. Like I would have preferred if she had been, um, like maybe because she had sex with the Sphinx or one of the other ones or something, then her blood is extra special or some bullshit or, Oh, you got come in you by five different kinds of werewolf or whatever. And so now like she didn't even fuck a werewolf. And so now you're like, <laughs> um, I know. And so now you're, but she wanted to, she was intrigued. She yeah. Um, Werewolves are the best. Like I fuck vampires. Werewolves almost shit. <laughs> I know. Yeah. But I just I, feel like I, I didn't. Yeah, I agree with you. I thought the the overarching plot of the bad guy did not really work for me. So also like the the narrator set up in the beginning, right when she comes into the brothel, um, and mm-hmm. she's been she's giving the given the lowdown of everything that's going on. She's told mm-hmm. that hey, you know, you're gonna have your regulars and be careful messing around with other people's regulars because. That causes conflict. Sure. And, and she laid out like a series of three things that could cause conflict within the house. So I yeah. actually, I thought that's where the conflict was going. I was like, oh, they're gonna, it's going to be an inner conflict for everything. Sure. Not this like external, somebody who's trying to kill her and race, yep. and, you know, whatever. Yeah. So like, and I thought there was plenty there that they could yeah. have done without without all the other business. yeah because i thought i thought the scenes with her and the other girls like while they even while they were eating or while they were talking about their different men and stuff i thought all those scenes really worked for me um yeah it was when they started to like go to the sphinx's house or they uh the theater worked for me too that scene is how it's like yeah but like <laughs> the yeah i agree with you i'm with you i'm with you I don't know what else to say. I'm going to move on from that point because I agree too much. And I don't want to talk about it and belabor it too much. Um, <laughs> you're welcome. I did say belabor. Thank you did. I appreciate it. Um, I appreciated it. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of. So also like when, so go, okay. I'm going to go back one more time. To All right, go back. I'm sorry. Take, take I have back. to do one more time. So she meets with the vampire. She, and 
and Booker are kind of like who's the stone guy are getting like closer and like he's like grabbing her butt a little bit, a little handsy. Ezra, she meets one time and then he gets banished and she's like crushed by that. Um, Dr. Underwood has to go back to um, to the city. Um, and she describes like being so lonely waiting for them to come back. And I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Why wouldn't she be paired with someone else? Yeah. Like that bugged me. Cause I was like, I get that she wants them to come back cause she liked them and she missed them. But I feel like it should have been more of like, a, Oh, I want, I'm like, I'm lonely. And then the lady's like, you're lonely. Well, <laughs> so-and-so's here. Um, and like the only time that did happen where she was going to go to someone else and he was like an underwater monster it ended up being like this evil plot and i was excited she was gonna fuck an underwater person i was i knew i knew i knew it was some sort of evil shit because it was like too ominous the way she was writing it but i also was like wait a minute like are they gonna fuck in the water or on the water how is she gonna hold her breath like i was like my mind was racing and it was uh she just got assaulted and almost drowned I think one of the things that we like want is like a circumvention of what is normal and this book in its first iterate like when you first go to it, you think oh my god this book is going to circumvent what is normal but then right. I'm, fi- I'm finding all these moments where kind of normality is hidden within the book right so like yeah. which like i really want her to fuck the underwater creature and the author did write it ominously you're like oh i'll you know, like you could feel something coming, but it would have been great mm-hmm. to have written it ominous and then had a really some dark ass fucking like that would have been circumventing yeah. what was normal when sure. what you're talking about, about her um, waiting for the guys to come back, even though she's at a brothel and there should be a plethora right. of, of clients for her here. Um, she's she's basically kind of like playing into that, like monogamous, like being a good girl, sure. your guys back whatever, 100%. in a book about monsters and orgies like that shouldn't be the yeah. case and i think yeah that's like why was she irking in us. her room alone instead of hanging out in the um the lounge yeah like even if she wasn't with them she, and or with another monster she could have just been watching everyone else she's a huge voyeur she would have loved that yeah. like she or didn't go the in there until, until the men brought her in there she never yeah. went alone she waited until someone brought her which again is like a very like oh i'm waiting for my boyfriend to bring me kind of thing yeah it's- um yeah, I think I think that's a really good way to say it that we were wanting her to i was wanting her you were wanting her to be independent and she was really the girlfriend of them yeah Especially like, considering, again, she's in a brothel. She's a prostitute. She's a sex a worker. Brothel, man. Of, 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 um, she should of not monsters. have had down. She should not have had downtime. If she was no down, downtime, one of the other girls could have been like, "Yo, my guy has a thing. He wants to do like a threesome or whatever. Are you open?" Yeah, like, there were no threesomes with girls. Like that, that would have been perfect for her. There should just yeah. not have been that downtime. Like me, she but. talked about what you could do with horns, and I was like, "Yeah, you can grab grab onto them and ride their face." Why did she not do that? Makes no yes. sense. That's that's bare minimum. Bare minimum. Bare minimum. She could have held their horns while she fucked their ass. I'm I'm kidding, but I'm not. So many many Um, things. (laughs) I'm curious Um, to see what you rated this book. I'm so curious. I also, well, we're going to take a quick break after I say this last thing. So I also didn't like um, the Sphinx because he continuously ignored her when he kept calling her a queen. And she's like, I'm not a queen. I'm just a girl who likes fucking. And it's like, 
I like he didn't hear her that she didn't like being treated like that. Like he didn't hear her ever. He just the only but then all of a sudden she's like, I really like these other guys. They really need them. And and then he like had a complete personality adjustment and he's been alive for like 10,000 years or something and it made no sense okay so I don't know if I can explain this to you but this is literally how I saw the sphinx in my own mind so so in black culture we have something called a hotep and do you know what this is no okay so so I'm gonna try to explain this the best way possible a hotep is a black man who um idolizes like like black Wait, say it again a ho hotep hotep okay. yeah it's it's the name of it like okay, well, okay. Just, it's fine it. okay, okay. Keep going. Uh, i'm trying to do like the bite-sized version of it but he yeah, like yeah. idolizes like um black women black culture and stuff like that but mm-hmm. only in the way as it pertains to like ancient egypt um in maintaining like the black purity of race um sure. and they're like so they're like these they're like these black men who go around and they're like they call you queen every they tell you they say like grand rising and they call you queen every time they talk to you hi queen you oh i see you walking down the street queen like grand rising queen like you know them but they 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 out of their mouth they will talk about how much they love black women but they will also talk about the place of black women like if they see Mm. you with a white dude they're the first ones to be like why you you know whatever um and the and and every hotep has an ankh around their neck, and the funny part of that is because like the ankh is like from Egypt, right? And they will have like they'll have a sphinx, they'll have an ankh, they'll have stuff that pertains to being black from Egypt, but none of them are black from Egypt. They're Nigerian, Mali, like West Africa, because it's all from the the, the uh, transatlantic slave trade. So no nobody's from Egypt, but they idolize the gods of Egypt, right? So this is a very big thing, and when the sphinx. I thought was like almost felt. I don't think the author did this on purpose, but she coded a hotel, right? <laughs> Basically, a man who's who's saying queen to her, but the misogyny in everything that he's doing is so deeply rooted. Uh, and I think that's what like when I was reading the Sphinx, I was like, oh, it's a hotel. <laughs> yeah, every that's exactly how I feel like he is. And and then his abrupt personality change to make him fit into the group halfway through the book or two thirds of the way through the book, I thought was like very. But and the annoying thing was that even after he accepted the quote unquote the other dudes, he still was like, oh, but I wanted to myself this morning. So he still was not actually enjoying her with the rest of them. Yeah, he still was removed and sort of lording over the rest of them. And I just didn't like his, I didn't like, I didn't think his vibe worked for his vibe, his vibe the group. Didn't the I didn't group. think it worked. His, it didn't fit the group. It didn't fit her. I honestly thought at the beginning that he was going to be the villain or one of the villains because he was going to not accept her. No, because the lady at, uh, when she starts at Rook's Rave says like, you get to choose yes or no. If you keep seeing them again. Yeah. Like you don't have to see them again if you don't want to. And you don't have to sleep with them the first time if you don't want to, if like it's not working for you. And so I honestly thought it was going to come to a situation where he's so powerful and he wants her and feels like she's his, but she's like, no. And then the other guys have to like band together with like the manner to help her or something. Yeah. And then of course later he like has this personality change even, and I didn't even like the new personality either. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I don't like the new you. (laughs) 
the new you sucks, the old you sucks. Do more work. <laughs> Anyways, I, I'm sure I, some people who read this book were like, the Sphinx is my favorite. And that's great. That's reading well, is all subjective, but did not I, work I, for me. I think also like the Sphinx is something, you know, like 20 year old Shawnee would have enjoyed right like the possessiveness how could you like so oh, i don't people. think so 20 year old me would have been like this dude's a piece of shit well no i, I look at some <laughs> of the books i read when i was like probably like between 18 and 20 where yeah where i equated the possessiveness with love huh. you know and now yeah. when i read yeah. a book when i read a book i don't equate them anymore so i it, i can't accept it now but like young no. shawnee who didn't know no better shawnee no. could would have been like yeah don't let her sleep with all those guys yeah. that's yours you know and now old shawnee yeah. is like pass me around like a dinner plate i just want to put a little dollar <laughs> for this a little <laughs> Oh my god. I was laughing. I thought you would love it when Booker would like fingers her in the morning and he's like, every morning this is how you'll wake up. And I was like, that's right, Booker. That's right. He just like fingers her with his like marble fingers, which are basically like hard glass dildos. And I was like, that's the man you want in your life. Doesn't say devoted to you. Fingers you every morning. First of all, it's underrated. The whole doesn't say much. (laughs) Yeah. Listen, but what he does say hits the mark. Keep the like mark. very, you know, like keep those words small and powerful. Like yeah. do also, <laughs> also, I was like, oh, they have said like him and Ezra had such a good bond because Ezra likes really chatty, Booker's not really chatty. Um, and then of course Dr. Underwood and um the vampire August already had a previous relationship, so they're the only swords crossing in the book. Um, but I was like, oh, this is great. This is why they're all going to be together. There's four of them and they're going to like work together in teams. And then the Sphinx, like just rectal. Anyways, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to give you our ratings and favorite quotes. Dear romance besties. If you want to support the show, head over to patreon.com forward slash romance at a glance to check out our awesome perks, including stickers, watching movies with us, naughty book boxes, and you can even be on the show can't be a patron you can still support the show by purchasing books or things we recommend through our affiliate links on our show notes and our dope ass website thanks for the commission or you can leave a review for the show on apple Podcasts. screenshot your review send it to us on instagram and we'll send you some stickers uh okay shawnee i'm gonna run through all the dudes and i want you to like just quickly rate them all okay and, and i'm gonna just say their names and then you give me a rating ready Booker. <laughs> okay wait wait wait, wait, wait. i wasn't ready wait, marble Okay, okay. I said get ready. Okay, but just call them what they are, not not their names. Okay. So the marble, the marble dude. Solid four. Uh, invisible man. Five. Five point five. Five point five. Sphinx. Two. He was a two for me. Uh, vampire. Four. Solid four. Doctor Jekyll and Hyde. Ooh, I liked him. I liked him. He was. A, he was. He was a four. He was like not as good as my other fours though, but he's not a three. So I'm still getting okay. a four. Yeah. And Esther, main character. I loved Esther. Bro, let me tell you, I'll give Esther a five stars for just being like the nasty girl that Randy. she is. Like hell yeah. <laughs> she was like, yes, she was not ashamed to say it, but from the very beginning of the book, she was like eavesdropping at the door trying to find out what the hell was going on in there. Like, mm-hmm. I like the fact that she was who she was i do wish that the, the author had at some points written her a little bit more adventurous um but i thought i thought it was a great character and i'd be i would like to see more of like esther you know what i mean like i would like to see the journey continue mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. What about you? What about you? What about you? Okay. Well, you have to tell me their names. Okay. Ready? Right, here we go. All right. We got the vampire. Four. Okay. Uh, two men and one body. Ooh. Three. Okay. Uh, the Sphinx. One. <laughs> Stone guy. <laughs> four. <laughs> Invisible Solid man. Solid four. Five. <laughs> Esther. <laughs> Four. <laughs> My problem with Esther was at the beginning of the book, like you said, she was like, she's like eavesdropping while the doctor's like, you know, buzzing in the room, like getting hot and steamy, wondering what it is, and immediately goes and fucks a stable boy. And what she says to him is, How quick can you get hard? And I was like, Yas, bitch. Yas. <laughs> and then she goes to this dude's house knowing that he wants to fuck her. And she's yeah. totally down with that. Wants to clown. Then she goes to this other place, knowing that that's going to be her job. Down to clown. Again, she's listening at doors, trying to figure out what's going on. The second she starts dating them, she becomes, like, less adventurous and more like, oh, but they're my boyfriends and I have to respect their wishes. She does challenge the Sphinx a little bit. Like, hey, no, I won't be with you if you can't, like, get along with these other dudes. But, like... She spends a lot of the second half of the book like lovelorn for one of, oh, Ezra's not here. I'm so sad. Oh, Booker's not with me. I'm so sad. Oh, August is locked up at night because he's a vampire. I'm so sad. Um, And that for me, like, knocked a point off because I was like, oh, you were like five stars all the way. And then at a certain point halfway through the book, I was like, oh, you're trying to, like, be the things for all of them as opposed to being all the things for yourself. Yeah, and then letting them just love yourself. I think, you know, yeah. um, there's a saying that we have, like, in Spanish and English, it translates to, like, uh, one nail takes out the other nail. Um, and it's basically, okay. like, when you're lonely, like, say, you either go through a breakup or you're lonely for your partner, you just bring in another nail. <laughs> and that's kind of what I wanted for her, right? It's like, they, yeah. whenever she was like, oh, well, uh, they're not here or whatever, like, it's like, cool, let me go take a peek of what's going down the hall. Are there any new clients? Are there any new whatever? Like, um, I think that's kind of what we, what we're, we wanted for her. It was like, let's find yeah. a new nail. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to read you a quote that's from pretty early in the book. And it okay. says, I groaned and rolled onto my stomach, hiding my pout against my pillow. Figured she would interrupt my plan to defile the butler. Like that was her at the beginning. She was like yeah. trying to defile the butler at any turn. Like she was just throwing sass and sensuality around. Um, and I was sad that that got sort of cordoned off. I would give this book a three. I think it was a solid book. Um the erotica was really good. Um, you know, obviously I did not like the Sphinx, which he's a big character. So it ruined part of the book for me. Um, I would, I don't know. Like I didn't immediately think, Ooh, I'm going to download the next book, which is about is another reverse harem sort of in the same world, but not with this grouping. I think they're probably going to like feature in it as side characters or something, but, um, I don't know. I'm like interested But I'm also like knowing, I don't know, maybe the other books, they'll be the main people, but then other people will, or maybe the other creatures will be of more interest. I just felt like everyone was pretty humanoid, (laughs) except for Booker, who's the Marvel dude. And even he was 
Like, even he, like, she described that the lady who made him had spent all this attention to detail on his penis, making it, like, the perfect penis. And I'm like, that doesn't make sense. Like, why would she do that? <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Everybody uh, knows it's Anyway, no so it's maybe, no maybe the next... Yeah, maybe the next group of people, someone will have a group, you know, a forked tongue or horns or like, I didn't feel like any of them were really monsters except Listen, for Mr. If, Tanner, Dr. And Jekyll and Mr. Hyde's. I think if you write a monster book, I think like as part of your character development, like as an author, you, you need to like write every monster, write all of their attributes and then, and then write how any of those attributes can be used in a sexual way. And then write that into your fucking story. Like there yeah. should, like if you introduce yeah. a Didn't monster with horns, have like wings. Like why isn't yeah. he flying around and fucking her in the air or something? Yeah. Like that's what I'm saying. Why doesn't he pin her to the roof and just bop, yes. dot, 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 you know? Like yes. I don't know. I I think that, and it's not just this book. It's a a bunch of different. I mean, if Nalini like Singh that. can figure it out with angels, you would think everyone else could figure it out. I'm just saying. I'm just saying if you haven't read that. Lady Singh is the queen of uh, people flying and fucking at the same time. And I think that's the, the thing is like, sometimes I feel like, um, you know, it, it's kind of, I think it's also the same in screenwriting. If you introduce something into the story, it, there should be a reason for that thing. So if there is yeah. a, if there's a monster with horns that comes in, okay, cool. What, what are those horns made for? What, why are we introducing him? Yeah. Why is it, he could have just been a regular schmo. He didn't have to be right. a monster with horns. Like, so why is he right. there? Um, and I think yeah. that being intentional with every character that you introduce or just not introducing them um, is yeah. is kind of key. Um, I am, mm -hmm. uh, I, I mean, you you nailed my thing at the beginning of the episode. I'm, I think this book is a solid three. <laughs> I, I think the book was, <laughs> I thought the book was hot, but I thought the book dragged ass. Um, and that was, that was a bit of a bummer for me because legitimately I'm, I had to rewind at least a solid like 10, 15 times um, mm. to, to be like, wait, what's going on? Like what? I don't understand. What, what's happening? Um, and that kind of took me out of it. And I was, I was listening at a slower speed. So like, um, so if I'm already listening at a slow speed and I'm, it's still like, I already know it's like, whatever. So I would, I would actually put this book in my like quickie book of like, oh, I need a quick hot scene because I got 20 minutes before I got to leave the house. That's where I would put this book in my erotica quickie journal or whatever. And I put some bookmarks on some of the fun scenes and that's where it would live. I don't, I, while I'm interested in the character um, in Esther, I did not actively go look to see if there were more books to read. So mm -hmm. that, tells, that tells me I'm disinterested in like, yeah whatever um and i also find like the the longer i don't know if it's like the older i get or the busier i get but like right now i'm like really busy and so when i want to carve out time for a book it's got to be worth it to me and it's got to feel worth it to me and so nothing in my yeah. body's like oh yeah carve out time you know right. and and i know that it my body will do that because that other book series that i just finished i was like I got shit to do, but I got to know what happens. So I know that it's, it's in me. You know, this book just did not bring right. that up. So yeah, I'm with yes. you. Three stars. It was a it's solid three stars. I do recommend it. Um, but just like, you know, for some dirty, a little dirty quickie. 
Uh, well, we had a lot of behind the scenes for this because I was watching soccer and Shawnee was recording me. So if you guys uh, want to see that and laugh a little bit, you can go to patreon.com forward slash or romance at a glance. Uh, we'll have the video up so you can see the stress on my face. And now I'm like sweating and freaking out. Uh, until next time, dear listeners, may your books be your lover. And your hand, your best friend. Thanks for hanging in with us, romance readers. Head over to Instagram to continue chatting with us. We're super friendly. We want to cackle with you. We want to know what your favorite sex scene was. And we need more book recommendations. If you want to read along with us, go to our website, romanceataglance.com, to see what we're reading next. And we'll see you next podcast.